0: When I was in high school, this guy walked by me wearing a Megadeth t-shirt, and my friend Dave Feeney turned to me and said, Megadeth. Not a little bit of death, but mega. mega. death." Well, for today's podcast, it's kind of the opposite. It's not about a lot of murder. It's about a little murder. Not as dark as you think. Trust me. I'm Alex Green, and this is Stereo Embers... The Podcast. Check this out. of The Little Murders, a band which features my guest today on the program, Rob Griffiths. Let me tell you a little bit about The Little Murders and Rob Griffiths. The Little Murders formed out of the ashes of the punk outfit, The Fiction. Led by the British-born Rob Griffiths, The Little Murders are one of those rare bands where every song is a winner. Seriously, every single one. As a matter of fact, if somebody asked me what my favorite songs of all time are, the Little Murders would have at least two in my top 20. I never get asked those things, by the way. I'm ready. I have a list that's totally ready to go. So as soon as somebody asks me, I'm going to pull out of my pocket and be like, oh, I just happened to have this with me. Anyway, back to the Murders. What do they sound like? Well, their songs are hook-filled blasts of melodic pop that rip the cover off the ball every single time. Putting it simply, Rob Griffiths is one of those commanding frontmen who just radiate charisma. Over the course of their brilliant career, the Murders have put out classics like First Light, We should be home by now, Dramanorama and Dig for Plenty. And to say they're still going strong would be an absurd understatement. All these years later, they've never been better. They have a new EP out called Wait Till the Summer Comes, a new album on the way, and a tribute album just landed called Things Will Be Different, a tribute to The Little Murders. Now, I've known Rob for a long time. He helped me out with my Stone Roses book. He and his wife came to Berkeley a few years ago, and we hung out. He's a pal, and I can't wait for you to meet him. So here we go, me. And Rob Griffiths having a conversation right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. Bunker are you in? You, you're you kind of in my dream bunker. You've got a Smith's poster, a Clockwork Orange poster, a Nancy Sinatra thing behind you. Uh,
1: I mean, this is where I do um, the vocals for the fiction scene. Sing- it's my home studio. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's my garage. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's like a man cave, really. Great. Yeah, so, um, but it's, we had to soundproof it because... We used to rehearse it. All little measures used to rehearse all the time, and we had a uh, um, complaints from next door. So we we spent some of our, our money on soundproofing the whole thing, and so it's got a bit of a dead sound now. So when I do, um, I can do you know my demo recordings here, and um, with the fiction because of the you know the the loose way we do recordings, I can do my vocals here, which is good. But it's you know I don't know if the vocals are as good as when my Craig, the producer, does them, but. You know no one seems to know the difference between a real professional one or my one that i do at home so so what's you know I, I never understand that you know like no one you know like um you know my voice is not one of those kind of voices where i think people go well he's not he's not on form today because <laughs> it's just not that kind of voice that has to be on form you know like it's just um the way i sing i can do it at home i think Except with Little Murders, you got to do it in the studio because um, our guitarist demands studio time. Mm. Because he's a he's really good.
0: He's he's legit.
1: Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, he's he's done studios all his life, you know. So he's not gonna go fucking you know a a laptop at home now. He's not you know. That's all right. Makes it makes the two kinds of music different, which I like a lot. So,
0: what is the what is the current state of the fiction and the Little Murders?
1: right, so the fiction, um, both of us are making albums at the moment. Yeah. With the fiction, uh, Rob Willing... The fiction were the original before Little Murders, and that was me and Rob Wellington, and we're still the fiction now. Um, And I told you, we got together about four years ago when Off The Hip wanted to release one of our demo tapes, which we recorded before we even played a gig. And we released it as an album and did all right. I think it's all sold out now. Um, And so we put the band back together kind of and um yeah so we're playing around and we did japan and it's more of a pop punk thing you know like it's basically me writing kind of like poppy songs but i've actually gives me a chance to do something a bit more punkish a bit more a bit more um you know i can stay on one chord for at least eight bars or something you know which little minutes don't allow you to you know because i'm writing a different style with little murders and trying to write songs and leave room for solos and stuff like that where the punk thing i can i feel like i can write a one minute song quite easily yeah so, you know like it's um with the fiction i think i can just get an idea and put it down like i did one last night i went in and recorded this song and It's finished now, so it was, um, and it only goes for two minutes. It's, uh, it sounds like the New York Dolls, but, you know, and, and, you know, then there's a bit of soloing at the end, but that's about all. But, you know, like I could take it to them tomorrow, we can do it. Saying that we haven't done any recording for a year now since this COVID thing kind of, you know, knocked a few wheels off. So we've got to get ourselves back together, but we're putting out a single soon. So
0: the fiction are, they're scruffier, right? The fiction is like a scruffier, faster band.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's um, yeah, it's more. Ex- I, oh God, how do you explain it? Be a bit more experimental, I guess. Um, it's, it's me writing a different way, you know, like um, it's me looking towards more like um, the Saints or to uh, Radio Birdman or to um, some of those kind of like those first. Bunch of bands that came out in nineteen seventy, like Wire, mm. and um, I wouldn't say the Undertones, but I'd say that kind of the pop punk thing, you know. But not so much, and not crossing over to Sue and the Banshees territory, not over to you know. But I mean, very you know, and trying to pull some of the, you know those influences like Magazine, and you know that's where you want to go next, and um, that's what you know that pop punk went where. where with little murders, of course. It's um, I'm still very much power pop, you know. So, I mean, one day maybe they'll just get together and make something.
0: <laughs> you never know.
1: Yeah. Well, I look. I've started writing um, a glam band with you know Steve Lucas uh, from X. Do you know the band X? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I got it. I've, I've actually done a, a glam rock thing called T Ram. This is like trend <laughs> it's what? like trend. It's, you know you can't do that in a, a dot-com thing t RAM because you can't have that full stop that, that period you come through periods right so you can't put t period ram because they say yeah you can't do that anyway t RAM and we've done this song called Com- mr complicated which is it's really good song i think um but it's got the uh, the glitter beat you know and anyway, so Steve's is doing lead guitar on it. And, you know, we've got all the other guys from different bands jumping in. So that's another project of, you know, like, I'm doing a glam rock EP, you know. And then I, then I thought, well, I keep going. I'm doing, you know, like I've got this um, acoustic thing going. So the folk rockers from hell I might bring back. So Wow. What else can you do when you get to this stage of your life? You know, you just.
0: Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, I think you have to just keep going. And I think that one of the things I've always found really inspiring about you is that you do that. Like you just keep going. You're the, you're sort of the, um, you carry the torch for the stuff that you do and you do it. So like, you just don't stop. You just keep going. And, um, for me, it's always been personally inspiring, like with me and the podcast. So you and I are both teachers and it's like, there are times where you go, Oh, fuck, I could just, I should just, I don't want to do anything, but we just keep doing stuff. And I think we have to, um, and I think it keeps us I think it keeps us alive. If I can speak well, to that, of us.
1: Well that's it. What else would you do? You know, like um and also I'm you know, the thing I can do is write songs and you know, I'm not a great guitar player or a singer or a couple of anything else. Yeah, I can't join other bands. So basically that's all I can do is write songs and, and put them across. I mean, you know or, you know, like put together little film clips or, you know, all those kind of it just makes it brings you know i can't understand how people who don't do it that's what i don't get people who yeah. do you know what i've never understood is people who sell their drums i've never understood you know like people who sell their musical equipment because they stop yeah and i i never got well you know i, I don't play drums what do you mean you don't you know i don't play bass anymore i finished now that that part of my life is over which how does that work then i've never understood our songwriters and you know all those great songwriters in the 60s like and then they stop writing songs you know like well, you know, even when I hear it about people like um, Muff Winwood or, you know, Peter Asher on those ones became producers later on, they were writing in the 60s or they were playing. Did they just stop or did yep. they just get, you know, like and people just stop. But I can't stop. Then again, yep. I'd, I've never been famous, so I don't have to, you know, like it's not like, you know, I'm retiring from anything. I'm still on that cliff climb up that cliff slowly but surely and when i look down i just realized i can't go back down it's too far so i got to keep going you know it's
0: yeah there's there's no turning back now
1: no well that's it you know like um you know i'm 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 not spoiled by success (laughs) (laughs)
0: well you know it's funny marty wilson piper i talked to him he made a really interesting point i never thought about he said why didn't Fleetwood Mac put out new music he's like all this time like He said they didn't have an EP's worth of music. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It's kind of a good point. Like, where are the new songs? Yeah, why do they, you know, stop? Do they just give up? I don't know. I don't know. Right? Even people who keep going have sort of stopped. That's right. But, you know, like, um, the thing is with with me, of course, it's like, you know, I might think about, oh, I'm going to stop doing this, and then I'll get some kind of guy in... In what was it last week? Somebody in Norway bought my records, you know, and they bought like five albums off off um, discogs, you know. And I think, well, there's this one person, you know, and I, I, if I keep going, maybe one day you might, I might get to play in Norway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I might be, dance with the prime minister. <laughs> <you
0: know? laughs> I, well, I some I got a, a um an alert from from this company we work with, and they were telling us that our podcast was charting for the first time in Hungary and my brain okay. went, Oh, let's go to Hungary and do a couple live shows. there." Which <laughs> was not feasible at all. But I was thinking like the Hungarians clearly want us, which is not true, but I mean, but maybe one day it will be true.
1: It is, but that's it. That's the road you're on now. You know, like someone, if someone likes you somewhere that you've, you got to keep going because you know, it's like, I've got a drawer in my bedroom and it's got Polish money in it because somebody bought my records with Polish money. And when I took it to the bank, they said, they went, we can't change that. It's Polish money. I said, what do you mean? It's money, is it? No, no, we don't change Polish money. And yeah. so I got this little, a memento of this guy who bought three or four albums, you know, 10 years ago in my drawer. And the thing is somebody at work the other day, you know, like said, oh, they just got back from Poland. I thought, like, what? You just if I'd known I would to give you this money. I think it's about 60 bucks worth, I think. So, but yeah, you know, they're, they're kind of, it only takes, you know, like, I don't know. I suppose if you become huge, mega, you know, and rich and stuff that it's it's a different ball game, I, I guess. But if you're in kind of independent land, you know, where the excitement, you know, you, you can get excitement about someone in Norway who buys your records or, you know, like um, you can go on to um, band, oh, not band camp. Um, I get all those long lists of plays, um, you know, f- from Spotify and stuff. Yeah. And mine are like pages and pages long, like, you know, 50 or 60 pages long. I, I can't imagine what big bands are like. But, um, you know, and then you read things, you know, there's like um, Mauritius Island, you know, someone's, you know, the- it's played somewhere in Mauritius. Island. You know, some. you think about somebody in Mauritius Island. I, I can't remember where it is. It's- that's in Africa, isn't it? As a teacher but, I should know that. Yeah, I and should know that too and I
0: don't
1: know. So somebody's clicked on Spotify and played but I know that's probably that She Lets Me Know song because it was in the T V show.
0: Oh, it was in uh where was it?
1: Um uh, I'm not okay with this right. on Netflix. Right. And okay. anyway, with those those kind of teen shows, people do a lot of um playlists and they put the whole songs on there. So we're on there with, you know, prefab sprout and stuff. So so that's like um, a lot of that's a lot of plays on Spotify and things like that. It's done you know really well. that.
0: I mean, is there is there any movement towards getting your music in more shows? Are you always trying to do that? And how that one come about?
1: Well, I've got um, a kind of um, uh, a publisher over in New York called Randy um, and um, yeah, he just um, puts our music out. So we've had a few shows. We've had that one, and there's a TV show called The Affair, mm. um, and that was that was a good one because that one's on normal TV. So you know that did kind of gets a bit better. Um, I don't know monetary wise, it'd be a bit better, but um, not as well played as, say, She Lets Me Know. And and there was another one. I had a Christmas song in a Pierce Brosnan t- uh, film called survivor i think like that was like um yeah so i mean we've had a few plays but and he he keeps trying to play like randy Frisch from luck at music so yeah. yeah and then you know then we've got a got things we're different is the name of a film that's coming out over here at the moment so so that was good it's about um about homeless in in, in um or in uh, the guy being interviewed for the documentary is as um, a Little Murder's fan, so they play his songs as they talk to him and stuff. So,
0: you know, as the year is winding down, there's a flurry of activity in the Little Murder's camp. Can
1: you can you just sort of bring everybody up to date? I can briefly run it down. We got so we got a new single just came out on just on Bandcamp and on digital on Apple Music and stuff, which is called When the Summer Comes. Um, we uh, it's going to come out as a vinyl before Christmas. Um, we got the stop album, the original stop album, um, with two extra songs about to come out on vinyl before Christmas. Um, there's a tribute album with bands like there's a few American bands like um, the Eddies mm-hmm. and um, a Jeremy from I can't remember the name of the band now, but and German bands and Japanese bands like the Fadeaways are on it, and Australian bands like Mick Thomas who was in Wedding's Parties and anything um and and the fiction albums um are almost finished too so we've got quite a few things in the frying pan already for christmas you know some of them are ready for last christmas they didn't come out but hopefully we're all back on on track now so well but the tri- tribute album is finished now so it sounds really good but i'll send you a few of the links to it so you can have a listen to
0: please please and the little murders new album will be out in the spring or no out in the in the summer
1: um no i don't the new album little murder's new album we've we've got down all the basic tracks um but um we it's just for some reason things move a lot slower now i don't know why as compared to before COVID times we would get things done a lot faster but now it seems people are trying i don't know a lot of people go away all the time we've got two things one people go away on holidays and they got you know families and stuff and the second thing is a lot of people keep getting sick over here I don't know about over in America but basically people you know like I mean I've just been sick for a few weeks with that cold and and a throat thing but um yeah a lot of people just seem to get sick a lot hmm. I don't know if it's we lost our defenses during the COVID time and people you know that we had spent all that time when we were so worried about COVID and stuff and we didn't, nobody actually got sick, did they? When you think about it, no one got flus or anything because we're all messed up and we're all inside. Right. And I think think now it's come back with vengeance, all these other things. But I think we're all back on track now. So hopefully we'll get, we're going back into, I'm in the studio again on Friday. So to finish off a couple of songs for the album and yeah. But I still think it might be until next year, probably around about March, so.
0: Mm, Okay yeah one of the things that that i've always appreciated about you is that you you keep up with what's going on you seem like you're like you're you're listening you're noticing what's happening like what's the current zeitgeist or even just what's going on in certain pockets of musical genres i was listening to the Fratellis earlier today and i thought i'll bet rob likes the Fratellis. will i'll bet that's a band you like i know that you you're very up on what's going on how first of all, is that perception true and and do you like the Fratellis?
1: Yeah, I do. I like that first album a lot. Yeah, I feel like uh, what was that? Whistle for the, is it Whistle for the Crowd? I think it's called.
0: I can't remember. Oh, Costello music is the first one.
1: Yeah, that's the one I like. That's got um, uh what's it got? That da- nan 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 nan. Uh, yeah, Chelsea
0: Dagger and uh Chelsea
1: Dagger and Whistle for the Crowd because Whistle for the Crowd was big in England when I was there at one stage. Yeah, and cool. people, you go to a pub and people sing along. So yeah, I I like um yeah I do a lot of reading so i, I mean I joined that service readily you know readily it's an app, so I read you know so so I go through um uncut and shindig and mojo and record collector I mean most of I'm interested in in um older stuff but um I you know like I like bands like the Curettes and i I do like bands like when I just get who's the ones who did no wow what's you know um that girl and the guy, the two. I've seen her have this kind of thing about girl guy band, you know, just two of them. So no wow was by. Ah, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can see it. And they have a drum machine going all the time. And and she's in a little band with Jack White at one stage.
0: Hmm. Oh, th- is it the the girl from the Dead Weather?
1: Yes. And what's and uh, what's the name of the no wow band?
0: I should know. I'm forgetting. Yeah. Not yeah. Sure it's uh... anyway and
1: from and i like those french bands like the luminars luminanas yeah you know, fantastic stuff you know and and then you know and then because i like i see where they can blend into other things like you know like um, i've actually listened to the chris isaac album um the one that they use for um that movie um with with um nick cage what was that what, uh, oh, wild, wild at heart. Wild, wild heart was it wild at yeah. heart and, you know, Twin Peaks and that brings, you know, and then you mix that up with um, some Serge Gainsberg a bit of Chris Isaac and a bit of Luminars and you can stick in the nowhere thing at the end. And, you know, you've got this nice little potpourri that you have when you're in the garage having a few beers, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. a recipe for having fun. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, I like I just love music and, and I like to, you know, jump from I can jump from one to the other. Like I'm at one stage I just. Uh, one week I'll be into something, and then the next week you know, like you know, I mean, you know, I went through that. I played Olivia Newton-John for a couple of days, you know, when she passed away, which is you know a sad thing, you know, because I really love that album that covered what's the that girl who covered her, um, Juliana oh, Hatfield, who was Hadfield. on the show. yeah, that was such a good. I love that album, I, and it made me appreciate Olivia Newton-John more. Some of those songs, some of the tunes are fantastic, and she's always. I always remember doing Elvis Costello doing. um openly devoted to you at one of his concerts. And wow. he, got, he got up on stage and he said, This should be the um, Australia's national anthem. It's a great and song. And he did that. Yeah. Um,
0: I heard Ariana Grande do it and I thought it was marvelous. Yeah. Marvelous. I, she she knocked me out. But Olivia Newton John, what a voice. Holy cow. Yeah. I
1: know. It's kind of sad to, you know, yeah, it just the going, it's just sad that people were going. Very sad
0: it is yeah age is a bitch <laughs> oh man i know i know i just watched that taylor hawkins uh tribute concert. oh
1: yeah. oh that's that's so that that crap i only watched it for a few seconds i'm always cracked down you know like and was it um uh, what do you call it oh, not remembering names now lead singer uh Grohl. what uh dave Grohl. yeah dave Grohl. yeah you look you look like it was in tears did oh, he cry
0: yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, it was really, it was just wrenching. Um, Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it was a horrible thing. It was a beautiful concert, but it was really emotional. It was just, oh yeah, it was a workout. Um, It's funny because, like, I was thinking about your your body of work. Like, you're you're really in a really rare category in the sense that you just keep getting better. To me, like, and oh. I've always loved your work. I, I mean, when I say that, I don't mean like, you know, like, oh, you're really improving. I don't mean that. I mean, like, it's always been great, but it just keeps getting better. And then I look at a band like the Pixies, who I used to love, and they're not getting better. And, and I don't mean to say bad things about the Pixies because I think their hearts are in the right place, and they're good guys, and they're trying hard. But to me, the music is is a far is far below what they were doing. Morrissey uh, is another one of those people where it's like, it's just not there anymore to me. Yeah. Um, but you like, like, you know, your right hook is as potent as ever, if not stronger. So, uh, so the fact that there hasn't been a decline of, of creative powers is to me really of great comfort. And I think it should be to any artist who listens to your work.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess it's all down to, I've got nothing to live up to. So, you know, like I'm not, you know, I, I guess with some of these major, you know, people, they've always got something that they've got to they've got something they've got the um, fighting against i mean basically if you've been successful with something if you're able to hit chart it's like a lot of bands you know you got to try and follow up some way and it, it's a it's kind of a, a weird place to be um that people want some of that really old music but i mean i mean i'm not really competing against i've had, i've probably had no success really in, in in a sense well i feel successful in that i've got people like you like me which is You know amazing that you know there's people in america and there's and germany and and that guy in norway that they (laughs) i I should remember his name i can't mention it but um the thing that's what you know like but i don't have to come i haven't had a song that you know like i've had to compete against where with pixies they have got to compete against Doolittle and yeah um, so and and morrissey i mean the songs he's got to compete against i mean the the pressure must be on there's no pressure on me so I'm, I'm be, like, you know, I'm, I've, I've consoled myself to the fact that I'm going to be famous after I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that somebody's going to pick it up in 10 years ago. Jesus, this stuff is good. But yeah. You know, that, but yeah, but I feel, you know, like I feel good in a sense that when I was watching um, that history show on Netflix, um, and it was talking about MP3s. And the amount of music that's released every single day in the world was mind-boggling. Like twenty thousand songs a day are released, you know. So, in fact, I'm quite successful, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. And then I, you know, and sometimes I give myself a comment. I look at my numbers on Spotify. You know, if I get some sixty thousand for "She Lets Me Know," you know, and other bands that are bigger than me, you know, they're, they're down in the thousands. So I can say, well, you know, I'm, maybe I'm not. You know, but it doesn't affect my songwriting because my songwriting is um, is closely tied to a reaction. Usually, so when I write a song, it's uh, some, more than half the time I might be watching um, a show or listening to music, and I hear a song and I like it so much it makes me go and write a song. Mm. So, so. I've not. I've got no. I don't sit down and try and write. You know, I've got hundreds of songs now in my phone and stuff. But if I hear something, I, I go. It just makes me. You know, like I, this new song I wrote last night. It's just because I was thinking about the New York Dolls and I just wanted to write a New York Dolls song. So I went in there and just. And um, because I'm not a very good guitar player, right? I I can't write a New York Dolls song. But what comes out is kind of like my vision like a van Gogh of new york dolls kind of messy and um so i'm not saying i'm like van Gogh of music or anything like that (laughs) (laughs) but i'm someone who is is a bit messy and um so if he tried to draw you know when he draws flowers i mean they must have seen it as kind of crazy with all the kind of the colors all over the place and and just the emotion well that's the way i do music basically i just and sometimes that's what kind of, you know, when when we go and record in the studio and they turn it into, you know, something really, because some of those productions are great. Some, my songs sound great from the studio, but when you hear the demos, which, you know, sometimes I just listen to the demos because it's that splash of throwing everything down and all mistakes and stuff that I like. And that's what I like about, you know, like the fiction does that sometimes too, but they're getting cleaner too. But um, I think I'm not competing. I'm not trying to write another Doolittle or another, um, the queen is dead. You know, I don't, you know,
0: you're right. Cause when I listen to a new Pixie song, I'm always in my brain going, well, it's not as good as anything on Doolittle, which really isn't fair. Like it's not really no. a fair thing to do, but I can't stop my brain. If I hear a Morrissey song, I go, well, it's, it, this would never have fit in on, on queen is dead. That's also not fair because people do get older and, and things do change and people, Aren't going to make the same record twice, but you're right. In some ways, you're almost burdened by early success of some kind, uh, because people are always bumping the new material against against the old. Which again is a is a it's an exercise that a fan does, but it probably isn't very constructive or ultimately that fair of a thing to do.
1: No I know it, it's not I mean the only song that we you know, I've been playing for all my years is Things Be Different and "Tell Me I'm Yours which are great songs but I mean think it's the first one we put out but it was it sold all its copies but we're talking a thousand singles so you know I'm not really competing much you know it's very minor drop in the water so and well, also you know I've got enough ego in me to know that which of my songs are good and I just the that like the summer Song is a really good song, I think so. And and uh, we've already started playing the last song when we do a gig. So and we had dancing to it. So I uh, guess what I try to write more, you know, my songs try to be immediate rather than, you know, I'm not a I'm not a prog rocker. I'm not, you know, again, I, my my guitar playing, as my my band would tell you, has not really progressed since 1978. It's, you know, <laughs> except, you know, I'm not even really good at bar chords, you know, so. Though I try to use them, you know, so, but I've added B minor since for the last six years. So that's where with have a song like Memory Sky was, oh. it's got B minor in there, but. But um, so I'm working, I most of my stuff is down to the melodies. So I'm singing over the top of them. And as you can see by a lot of songs, I've got the same chord structures, but different and they're different songs, you know, like that. Yeah, so
0: there's and also it's funny because like on. Um, we should be home by now. It started going a little bit rootsy, and then on the the record, the yellow one, the um, what is it?
1: Dumanorama. Uh,
0: yeah, which I love. There's like almost like a cure kind of number on there.
1: Um, oh, what was that? Uh, I don't know.
0: I'm trying to remember, but it's it almost sound It almost has this kind of anyway. But it's always the little murders. Even if the little murders go a little rootsy or a little curie, it's always little murders. It always so. When you're putting your little murders hat on or your fiction hat on it seems to me like it's very clear what the little murders what the aesthetic is what the what the sonic attack is for that band
1: yeah i i yeah, and they're all different bands too nearly every record's a different band that's what
0: oh yeah, yeah. right <laughs> they right.
1: change all the time you're the so part- even
0: yeah, you're the Marquis Smith of Australia.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I said that we want. I once uh, did um, a posting of uh, how many people have been in the band. I think it was like forty or so. You know, they're just that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. and some come back. They don't always leave, but they come back on different instruments.
0: But what did what did Marquis Smith say? Even if, it, if it's if it's me and your grandmother playing bongos, it's still the fall.
1: That's right. Well, that's that's <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's yeah, I think Steve Harley. Remember, Cockney Revelee sits on that too. But can keep going, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, you've had a the Little Murders family tree is a big tree. Um, but but you know, it's okay, it's still and they're all
1: bigger you know, bands. That's what kills me. What's that? A lot, of them, a lot of them are in bigger bands than they are with Little Murders. So you know, like you know, they go off and play with a bigger band. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have learned guitar, I've, I've been a writer. That's it. The way I've well, done things.
0: What is your what is your story with guitar? I mean, are you do you practice on it? Like, how does a guitar function in your life? If you you don't think of that great of a player, but clearly there's one right next to you, so there's, it's always in proximity.
1: Well, because so I can write, you know. So you know, and no, I do play all the time, but I just I don't know. I've never done that kind of. Um, I don't know. I'm just uh, I, I'm. You know, I like Joe Strummer. You know, the Joe Strummer. You know, I play all the strings really. I play six strings, you know, that's my problem. You know, like I can't do the thing where, you know, like it's uh, I can't do. I can't do that. I just. So it's, you know, and half the time you can see my fingers are missing it. But then my band takes it and turns it into something. They turn it into gold.
0: Yeah, so it works. Who is the yeah. band right now? Like who, who's the personnel right now?
1: Well, right, we're down to a four piece again. So it's just Rod Haywood has been with us since ne- 1999 i think and he was with us in the first in 1982 1982 to 1980 to the last 85 um bruce minty who used to be on guitars come back on bass but he was with us in about 2000 and the other one is um sean loha um and he's been with us for the last six years so oh yeah so it's kind of you settle in they all did Rama um and yeah so this is what we are now a four piece so i think it sounds good
0: So you, who did you lose who was the uh, the five the five guy
1: um choc choc yeah. so he was just in for the album he came to japan um and he would jump up on stage halfway free when i put my guitar down um and then he stayed on for a little while and then we did it and then he's gone so, that was
0: it
1: that was it yeah he's a bit like Marky smith isn't it?
0: totally yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, so yeah the revolving tour of did you ever capture any of the live shows for like did you ever put a live record together or um...
1: yeah i mean you got the live record
0: i don't have the live record i, I, I need to I send it. you
1: some stuff uh i might make a list uh we got a live record of 982 out okay called, it's called angle c uh, it was recorded when we were a five piece and, you know, and a band that only lasted two months, but it was a really good band uh, full of people from Paul Kelly Band and uh, another band called The Leftovers. But um, yeah, that's a really good album. It's called C 1982. Who captured that? Who caught that? Who recorded that? Um, it was just recorded from the soundboard. Um, um, a guy called Paul Elliott has got a radio show down here. He used to run a record label called Polyester. And a um, hundred drugs. Our single was on polyester. Was the first record on polyester. So um, of that song. Yeah, I had to give him that record because we owed him so much money. Because all his equipment, we used to hire his equipment, and um, it got stolen. So um, and we, you know, we couldn't pay him back. So I gave him the master recordings of a hundred drugs to start his label.
0: That seems fair. That is a, an amazing song.
1: Yeah, he sold he sold well on the first pressing, but I think he didn't do too well on the second pressing. So like a, that's what you know, I think that's what when I had a record label, I think that was my problem too. Selling well on the first pressing, you go and spend all the money on the second pressing, that doesn't sell, so you your profits get wiped out. See so, why is you know, the,
0: the second pressing, why does that always fall short of the first?
1: I don't know. Oh not for every band. Yeah, but, but as we kind of like for the hundred drugs we did. I wouldn't do a second pressing again. Make them collector's items nowadays. <laughs> Stop it! I, you know, you've made some money, a little bit of money, to do something else, not to you know second press and have a bunch of records in your in your, your cupboard for the next twenty years. Then you know, like um, you know, I've got CDs I put out a long time ago. I think I've you know I sold the last one the other day. It's been out for twenty years. So you know, we had a glass of wine and that, and celebrated that.
0: Was um was First Light, was that like a return record? Because you guys you guys hadn't been around?
1: Yeah, First Light came yeah, so we no, we did um Yeah, it was a First Light was the very first real album we ever did. So we did um Stop, which was a compilation. Right. In nineteen eighty-five. And then in nineteen ninety-six we did an album called And Stuff Like That. Yeah. And that was five tracks I recorded when I had a band called Pretty Green in the early and then all the five tracks just went in the studio and redid some of the things from Stop because they were demos in the first place and they had tape hits. But now I realise the tape hiss was, wasn't too bad anyway. Um, so that was a bit of a mishmash and then six tracks from Stop on it. So First Light was the first one when I got the, the band I had that were, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, playing the stuff like that album, The Return, um, I got there and we went in the studio and um, it did. I, I wrote it. That's the first time I wrote an old album, you know, the first time I wrote an old album with a band in mind. And we should be home by now. It was going to be the same thing, except our lead guitarist left one day before we were about to record because he got a job. And so that became, that's why it became a bit more folksy, I guess, more rootsy, because we're using all different guitar players and different ideas so it couldn't rock out as much but um yeah so that first light though holds up a lot more you know because it's nearly 24 i can't believe it's not 24 years old now that's crazy is, that,
0: that means i've known no, you for 24 years because that's when i got on board and reached out yeah. to you. um i love first light. yeah because
1: i remember Are you? yeah and i mean yeah there was some, i like um saint james parade and um andy warhol and yeah they're quite well, and
0: I mean, Andy Warhol is in my top 10 favorite songs of all time by anybody. Like it's, for me, it's 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 absolutely, I, mean, I love everything you've done, but that song for me is, it's in my top 10.
1: Oh, thank you. We got, um, we just re-recorded it uh, on a live show in a in a studio. So I'll send you a, so you have a look at it. So oh, I, um, I was thinking about, that. we're thinking about, we got the, um, because it was a live in a studio thing, we got the master tapes, right? we're thinking maybe... Um, we um, what do you call it? Maybe spruce it up and put it on the new album, re-release on the new album as oh well, That would be because we we are back playing on stage again now, so we brought Andy Warhol back and we've just slowed it down a smidgen to make it a bit more um, teenage fan club. Because mm. when we first came out, it was more Wilco. I was in a Wilco stage, uh, and now no. it's more now it's more um now it's more teenage fan club, and yeah, those two bands kind of like pretty much similar. So
0: yeah although this is a weird thing teenage fan club i don't know if you you, i think you'll get this their last four or five albums (laughs) make me insane like when i put them on like they make me they sound i don't know what it is i feel like i'm losing my mind oh really oh it makes me anxious and it makes me like yeah because i love them um but their last four or five albums i have just been it it literally makes me makes me feel um like I'm losing my my head. Yeah.
1: Really. Yeah. What? I don't it what? Is. is it because they're so laid back now? They're so laid back. They're almost outside.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it never ignites. It, and and no. ignite. And they remind me. This is. I know people are gonna kill me for saying this. I really, really don't like Crosby, Stills and Nash. And it sounds to me like the worst part of Crosby, Stills and Nash. <laughs> oh really stupid <laughs> yes, for me at all yeah they, and it never ignites it just never ever takes off and they were a band that could really soar and they don't soar yeah. anymore to me I, I don't what's your take
1: oh god i hate to you know like i i, I still buy their albums and i still you know like i do fight stick up for them a bit i know i know what you mean they're kind of a band that i might play for and then they're, they're in the shelf now um I can't remember many of the songs. One of my favorite songs they did lately, which was really good, was um, the B-side of their last single. And they did a, they, um, you know, Grant from uh, Grant McLennan um, from Go-Betweens, um, it's, he did a solo song called, um, how was it called? Anyway, they do a cover, it's really good. If you ever track it down.
0: It's not, it's not- Easy come, easy
1: go. Easy come, easy go.
0: Oh, okay
1: they covered that they did it really well and i saw them in concert they were great but i know exactly what you mean you know it's um you know it's hard it's a bit like morrissey you know like i do love and in a little way i hope my wife doesn't hear me bell and sebastian you know because i really like them and and they keep putting out albums that i'm not really yeah
0: i know i know they put I love Bell and Sebastian too, but not their last couple of records. The same problem.
2: No. Yeah. Um,
0: it's just a little bit, um, a little bit toothless. And then just a little bit, there's like no, there's no ignition for me. Teenage Fan Club, I expected to fly. Bell and Sebastian were a little more ponderous, but I just find um, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. It's just a weird thing. And and I think that uh, my reaction to Teenage Fan Club has been very weird, like it, like it was making me anxious
1: yeah wow god
0: yeah i know i know i don't know why i really don't know why another band i was thinking about is hoodoo gurus where i love their first three albums and then i still love them but they're but they also sound like a different band to me i don't know what it is like they, their sound they lost the jangle and went for more of something else but i still yeah, like right bit
1: heavy bit heavy it's uh heavier. bit crunchy and yeah they're not that 60s thing anymore they're, they went for something else yeah yeah Still they good. went more they went more hot rod. Yeah. Like a stripped down hot rod, you know, without the you know, there's no jangle anymore now.
0: No, and I really love the jangle, but I still I can still listen to them, but I really did um I really did appreciate the jangle with them more than the the hot rod.
1: Do you know what band makes me anxious? Always makes me anxious when I hear it? Bread. Yeah, same kind of thing. Right. Bread, the, that's why <laughs> Bread, you know, if I hear that song if I go oh, oh I know. I get a dizzy yeah because I, I, I think i heard it once when i was about 15 and you know and i heard that and I, oh, i've never been able to get over that song though i do like that song um there's one song that was covered by what's his name um the girl from the bangles and
0: uh oh susanna hobson matthew sweet
1: yeah matthew sweet did a cover of one of his songs of the bread songs which was really good and um, that's the i can't remember maybe not oh no see maybe i'm a want you is the one i don't like um, what was a big, really big song bread other than if, and maybe I want to, um, yeah, my,
0: my reaction to bread is the same reaction
1: I have to, to, uh,
0: late, late era teenage fan club. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: And, and Crosby still yeah. much, just not, you
1: don't want to give up though. You just, you just feel no. like you don't want to give up.
0: No, but that's what I love about little murders is that like the punch is just, it just is never not there. It's always there. And um, even if you're doing something a little more stripped back or a little more whatever, it's always there. And um, it always ignites and it always makes that hard turn. And I really appreciate that. You know, there's um. just zero dip in quality, which is not an easy thing to do because we're talking about really great bands that I think have, have dipped. It happens.
1: Yeah. You know? It won't happen to us, no. <laughs> anyway, I've got too much. I've got too, I got too many songs stored up. So, you know, like from, yeah. I could say... Too many songs stood before I was famous. But yeah. These days we
2: come alive in different shades of blue. I saw her yesterday, said, I remember you. We talked about the world. When she walks in the room, some say the world is round.
1: got another idea for a band i'm gonna call it jet fighter aka <laughs> but i don't know what the, i don't know what the aka is for it just sounds good
0: <laughs> it's a great name what would the band be like
1: the band is um uh, basically a little bit like strokes i guess oh. the strokes but more more strokes meets joan jet that's cool yeah, so a little bit glammy because it was going to be for the T-Ram, but it doesn't fit the T-Ram thing. But um, yeah, so Jet Fighter, A.K.A. People go, w- A.K.A. What? Doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> doesn't matter.
1: <Yeah. laughs> doesn't matter. It's just dialogue. Jet. And also, it ties in with that, and because we have to learn that song, Jet Fighter, by um, thirteen o'clock. Is it thirteen o'clock? Did Jet Fighter? You know, Jet Fighter. Yeah. And Bangles did it too. So.
0: Yeah. The. The album should just be called Doesn't Matter.
1: That would be Yeah. One. AKA. Yeah, that's good the good one. Jet Fire, aka Doesn't Matter. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't do an album. I have to be a single, four-track single. Okay. Yeah.
0: Ever, um did the did the uh Flying Nun stuff ever uh resonate with you or was that not your thing?
1: No, uh, I I like the bats, um the chills, um what are the other ones? Verlaine's? I've never heard much of the Verlaine's. The Bats I really liked. I listened to the Bats and the Chills album. There was another one. um, Clean? What was it? Clean? Clean, yes. The Clean, yes. Yeah, I've got their album. Yeah, I picked up a few of those. I went for a little phase then of that kind of like that, which they come from the C86 stuff, you know, that kind of indie, English indie stuff and the, the, you know, the pastels and all those kind of bands and for a while there, I was into that kind of stuff, you know, only got uh, about a week or so. I was heavily intense on that. And I tried writing stuff like that, So, but they used too many chords. Two, oh, really?
0: They, yeah. two chords
1: I think, yeah, I think they got some A-7s in there, really did my head in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about a band, two bands that I was really into that were Australian bands when I was in high school? I got really into the Lime Spiders. Remember them?
1: Oh, yeah, McBlood. Yeah, yeah 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 I, I've, I've only got their single uh that's all i've ever really played of theirs um i we did a show with the the guy who replaced Mick Blood, um a band i can't remember their names now but um yeah the lion spiders were or, yeah i don't know much about it i just remember that single which is um slave girl it was yeah. so massive yeah and i've got a few of i got a few of a single singles somebody sold me all their singles once so but I haven't really played them much, you know, like um, not huge in them. It's like the other band. Um, there's a few Sydney bands were kind of Disney. I was not so much. I was more into poppy kind of bands, I guess. Um, I love the Stems, I must say. The Stems are one of my all-time favorites. Uh, but never going to, what What was the other band you were thinking of? Uh, the Hard Ons. Yeah, see, I like them more now than they did back then. Really? Uh, and then, yes. You know, like Girl in a Sweater and... Yeah, it's just um, great, you know. I was not turned on to them at the time. I think I saw them a few times. I just they were they were very loud. Yeah. And um, I don't know. And I was busy DJing and stuff. And they because I was a DJ for all the '90s and the late '80s. You know, you you kind of your ears get tuned to something different altogether. So I missed out on a lot of bands that I'm still catching up with, because my first instinct for any kind of um, music i heard was can you play on the dance floor and i was in a like a, an independent nightclub. so we played the smiths and the cure and new order and the stems we, we and who goos were big but basically if i heard a song like gonna sweater I'd, I'd first of all i'd go does that work in the club and maybe it did or maybe it didn't but um at the time i would you know so i missed quite a few bands yeah you yeah, know, because there was there to be dance for, else I wasn't going to take any time with them. So,
0: like me, you're a teacher by day, uh, and you teach performing
1: arts. What are you up to right now? What are you guys working on? I've never been trained to be performing, so I'm teaching the kids at the moment. I'm teaching the kids about post punk. <laughs> so these are little eight year olds, right? And they're, they're fascinating the way they react to things like showing them Sue and the Banshees and um, talking about. Because because I've read quite a bit about music, I'm very music knowledgeable, I guess. But um, telling stories about the Clash and and all our kids, we sing "I Fought the Law," so we're doing it for the school choir.
0: <laughs> great, <laughs>
1: breaking you know, it's great. We're all doing single onto the Clash and um, yeah, so and yeah, love it. Yeah, so yeah, so I make a short movie once a week to show to the kids about a history. We've gone from, all the way from the 50s to um now we're up to 1980 we were just doing electronic music this week so we're looking at um craft work and <laughs> and the parents the parents are great they go what you're doing craft work in primary school <laughs> it's, it's good and because it's fascinating stuff you know
0: yes i just like that there might be an eight-year-old who leaves your class a huge fan of pink flag
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we haven't done pink flag yet ever. but i i you know like um I know that they we did Sky one weekend, one week, and you know the kids all, you know, went back and were playing Madness at home, and the parents all wrote to me going, you know, how you know they come home want to hear the specials and Madness, and they loved it. So it's a way, it, it's been really good. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: really cool. That's really cool. Do you do you set goals for yourself, or do you just let everything happen? Like, like is it, like, what's the what's the theory behind that? Because it seems to me like if you set a goal, um, then it could almost be kind of daunting. If you just kind of let everything happen, and it'll just happen.
1: Uh, I, no, I, I mean, because again, you know, like because I just write the songs. I mean, I, I, my goal is to get these things done, but they always depend on somebody else. I mean, you know, I can't, you know, like when you get to a certain age, you know, like the people in the band, you know, they you know, they're getting older too. They're in the '60s, and I mean, we might look pretty young but we're not and um they've got other things they have to do and you've got to be aware that their priorities are my my priorities i mean they love playing the music and they they like the songs i write but um i can't force them to go into the studio you know on a, on a saturday we have to do it a Saturday because they all work you know i have to play the waiting game and that's why i suppose i do a lot of diverse things um where, you know like um making those little movies with the the kids or, or, or writing or um, some of those blogs I do or you know because I know that everything is cooking away but it's always going to be waiting for someone else to finish it so I can't I'm not in position to actually finish anything myself it's like the tribute album you know so I did a lot of work on that because I had the time so you know and got in touch with people and yeah so I've got goals But they're not goals that are, you know, they're not um, set so in stone. Like uh, I don't say I got to get this finished by next year. I mean, there's something I'd like to get finished by next year. But um, if it happens, it happens. I guess I'm a mixture of (coughs) both those things you're talking about. So I let things happen and I've got these things I want to do. I sometimes make lists. Mm. But they don't go very far.
0: (laughs) they go as far as being less
1: yeah yeah you know like they, they become a list yeah they go on, and then they end up the next and then when you tick them you realize even if you tick the list that it's not really done because everything you do on a list makes something else has to be done you know so right you know put down the guitar track you know tick oh shit now you gotta do the vocal track and then so if you put some on a list it's always going to be a follow-up involved or you got to do something else that so yeah i like lists i'd love to get lists done i mean i want to i like to come and play you know i've got a kind of bucket i like to come and play in um in california you know like um, the the band i've been working with the eddies over there they're in los angeles yeah you know um i've written two of their songs and they've done work on my tribute album and they're actually putting out on twist records in america um yeah, I like to come over there and get you know play with them and get on stage. Do you need a green card just to jump up and not get paid? I don't know.
0: I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I, I, uh, I don't think so. I think you could do it and then run back to Australia.
1: Yeah, before yeah. they before they catch me.
0: Yeah, before they catch you exactly. <laughs> Did you ever play any music with your
1: kids? Uh, oh, uh try to, but no, not really.
0: It didn't really. Ha- it wasn't really a thing
1: i know i keep waiting you know i yeah. mean i started late i started late i was i didn't join the band until i was 19 or so so and my son's 17 he's got a guitar in his room and a, an amp but yeah you know he's not doing it yet
0: it still happen.
1: <sighs> i don't know i'd like it to happen you know you see and of course all of my friends oh yeah my kids playing with me you know and oh yeah my my kids joined a band and they're doing really well what's your kid doing uh-huh. Playing games in his room. <laughs> yeah, shaving his head, shaving his mate's head at two o'clock in the morning out the front yard. Yeah, that's what, that's what he's doing.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, he's on track.
1: Yeah, to be you know, at least he knows a lot of music. I mean, what did I play the other day? Um, oh, I bought um Nada Surf's uh, first album. I picked it up, and when I brought it in the house my the son goes oh, you've got that album that's fantastic album and he likes the song zen brain oh that's great uh, and my daughter uh, ruby goes um oh no i like that song on their second album no the third album um blizzard of 77 because <laughs> i used to play that album all the time oh. so and these are kids you know i, I think that I'm not getting anywhere with them and then they start talking about Nada surf and then there were, we had a final discussion about to Surf, which I had never thought they would talk about ever. It was so fantastic to him talking, and it was Father's Day too, so it was even better.
0: That yeah, that's even better. I, yeah. I I really got into them about ten years ago. I didn't realize how fantastic a band they are.
1: Ah, oh, they're just good. I love that. Just that song, Blizzard of '77. is just so. I mean, but they've got so many other good songs too. I even like their covers album they got made put out.
0: Oh, I love that. The one, the one with uh, with uh, Hi-Fi.
1: I wish I had a Hi-Fi.
0: Had a hi-fi. They do uh go betweens.
1: And Love and Anger by Kate Bush.
0: Love and Anger. They do enjoy the silent. They do a spoon song. Oh, which uh, spoon will they do? Uh is it Agony of Agony of Latif?
1: oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They do that, and that's great. And they do a great um, what's that one? Uh all the, the students are dropping like flies from the library. It's a soft, uh, what's the name of that band? It's a very small band. It's a really cool you know that song uh, the students
1: uh, I can't life. remember the title of it.
0: Oh it's great. So they're a great band. That he I love
1: Spoon too. I love Spoon. I love that voice. I love the Spoon. Guy. Yeah. And I like I, I even like that. What's that album we did? Divine Fits, is it?
0: Great. The the um it's kind of a super group.
1: Yeah, yeah, with that yeah, that's such a great album too. Yeah, yeah, I love the Spoon guy, he's good.
0: Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it, again, it's one of those things where I like how you always pay attention to what to kind of what's going on i think that's so cool um
1: well i'm a fan that's what i'm a music fan
0: i was thinking about people who are who ended who you know who came from england and ended up in australia and i hadn't realized that kilby and marty were both from england like yourself, yeah where was the point where you felt like no longer an englishman and you felt like an australian or or were you always in that sort of in between Space or does it even matter?
1: I don't think it matters. I, I've never felt I just feel like I always felt English. I've never felt I've never become a citizen or anything like that. So, oh, is that <laughs> shit? Yeah, better say that. <laughs> don't kick me out. No, no, I don't know. I've because I don't know when I was, you know, like when I first in you know, a teenager. I was, it always picked up and being English, you know, my voice and stuff. But then I found that my voice kind of was, you know, girls like my voice talking. So they used to get, oh, can you say rice bubbles and all that kind of stuff. Like, that. so, and then I think when I started doing bands, I think, I don't even know if I've got my original accent anymore. I think it's probably um, some kind of like a Mick Jaggerish type change your voice to suit whatever your audience wants um but um and then because i was in a mod band and you know like i was basically i, I was an Anglophile. i was always in the when they wrote about as you know melbourne's leading anglophile and you know like and i've always been attracted to english things so i've never really felt australian as a as a, as a human being but i support australian music and i I I like I feel Australian. I don't know how to put it, really. I suppose you're right in some ways. I'm just kind of on the in the middle, neither fish nor fowl, I think they call it. <laughs> so but um, yeah, so, you know, like, yeah, I do like being English and I do like supporting them, but I do support Australia, you know, in lots of things. So I'm very proud of Australian music. I mean, I don't when I went back to England, I wasn't too keen on being there. You know so it was you know i always found england a little bit segregated because i went i'm talking about years ago now when i was younger i went back there just after the um, mid-80s and i just remember they were very um segregated in their in their groups so you, you like nightclubs and and bands and stuff you had to be a certain way um I suppose it's their class system. I don't know if it is, and their youth system. They have young clubs and old clubs. Where over here, it's just in Australia, it's just like any anything to go. You know, lots of it's, it's always been very welcoming. I always found it, that, you know, like um, it's a it's a great place, Australia, for music. When you go and see bands now, you see, you know, like people from eighteen to you know to my age because I'm sixty five now. So mm. you know, like, and I don't feel. I never feel put out if I go and if I went and saw um, King Gizzard. What's it called? King oh, yeah. Gizzard. Well, then are called Gizzard and the Liz and can yeah, they say them. Gizzard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went and saw them. Right. So, you know, I'm in a group of people who are 18 and probably something like 15 or 16, and there's a few older people like me there, too. So it didn't feel incongruous or anything wrong with it, you know, like. But, you know, I feel like some if you went to one in England, they don't have it was old, you know, either old or young. And I went to New York and saw some bands. Uh, what was it? Aeroplane. The, the two girl band. Um, I think they're from your side of town. Aeroplane. Plus, I don't can't remember the name. Yeah. Anyway, again, it was a mixed audience. So I think, I don't know. I like that idea because I've got to like it now because I'm really old now. So I, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, but
1: you gotta feel, you gotta feel comfortable. I can't remember what the question was now. Well, that's right. It's about right. I feel English.
0: You feel you still feel English? Yeah, I mean, I and you never you never talked to Kilby or or Marty about that. Did you ever run into those guys in the early days?
1: Well, they don't live. They don't. No, they don't really. Um. No, I don't know them the well. And you used to know Marty at the time. By the time he was a lovely guy, because we did a lot of gigs with the church. Yeah. But Kil, Kilby never talked to me then either. Oh really? So, so I would have a dinner. I used to went out for dinner with the, um, and I knew Richard Plug, the drummer in the original one. But Marty wasn't it was a lovely guy, you know. So you know, but um, no, Kilby never talked to me once. Huh? And the last time I saw them, was uh, he did a solo show this few years back, and he has a shouting argument at, with um, somebody I was with. So we were the audience, and he was. Kilby was going, you know, stop talking when I'm playing, <laughs> and you know, and so they go into a bit of an argument, you know. But no, but yeah, like anyway, they're a Sydney band anyway. Well, yeah. isn't Kilby's a Canberra boy, isn't it? From what I remember. What does
0: that mean that he was sort of a?
1: Uh... It's from I thought he came from Canberra, which is a another city, not Sydney. He I was
0: remember. Yeah, because uh... I think he was in a
1: glam band in in Canberra.
0: That's correct. But, um...
1: Right. Right,
0: right. But I knew you guys had done some gigs with them, so I wonder if you had ever had any.
1: Back in yeah, back in those days, we did quite a lot of gigs. But again, they were very, they were very precious, except for Marty and Richard. You know, but the other two were kind of like precious about their music, and um, so yeah. So I didn't really. So the other ones, and I don't get to see all the other ones. Like I don't know who else Robert Force. I don't know those people. A guitarist probably does. Hmm. But Hayward, because he, he played with Dave Graney and stuff. so And they kind of mixed a bit more.
0: Did you know Chris Bailey from the Saints?
1: Uh, no, uh, no, never. We played with them as well. So yeah, we, but um, no, no. But he said nice things about us for, to somebody in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, he recommended somebody asked him. Um, he was in and well, he was living in Holland, was he in Arnhem or something. And somebody met him in a bar and um and he said he loved australian music and, and he told them the guy some australian bands you should look out for and he actually said as is one of them and that's how <laughs> i know awesome. i know it, 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 no, i can live on that for ages you know yeah. like chris no, bailey no. because chris bailey was where the saints is where the the fiction started that's exactly the point we were the saints with a, a uk voice so. My first songs I wrote were a mixture of the saints and the damned, I guess. Uh, And
0: you can't do
2: that.
0: I mean, and I didn't realize that he had come from Ireland. He wasn't Australian-born, so
1: you know, it's fantastic. That first gig I saw when they came down, mind-blowing. Though Chris didn't come out on stage really; he just stood behind the speakers and hid the whole thing. And the crowd were going. Well, the crowd was only twelve there. All going come out, Chris, come out. <laughs> no. I guess
0: uh, for all the people who have who have struck a pose on the stage, that thing that he that early thing he was doing with the smoking and kind of slouching, that was a pretty cool look.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the hair in his face. So I right. mean, at a time when everybody's getting their hair cut and he had long hair in his face, and chubby cheeks, and you know, like, basically, it was so cool, right? and that voice—I just love that that that, that kind. Of, I wish I had that kind of slur to my voice, you know. That you know that like, it's just—it's just got that edge where you go, you know. Like he doesn't give a shit if he's, you know. Like, it's just, it, come on, man! <laughs> you know, like, it, <laughs> it's not—it's not, not important. It's just rock and roll, you know.
0: It's a melodic snarl.
1: Yeah, you know, you know. Not you know, I'm not selling houses. I'm not selling real estate. I'm rocking. You know, so just giving me a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you doing this.
1: I gotta go and cook dinner for everybody now.
0: Okay, get in there and uh, and I appreciate your time, now.
1: Okay, and stay in touch.
0: Rob's the best He's so cool And I love The Little Murders And I want you to love them too So here's what you need to do Go over to Littlemurders.bandcamp.com And uh, get it all Buy everything There's so much music there All their albums Stuff by the Fiction There's EPs There's live stuff There's a t-shirt There's vinyl There's no excuse For you Not to be going to work tomorrow Wearing your Little Murders uh, outfit (laughs) I don't know Uh, Where do you work where you can wear a Little Murders outfit? I don't know. Start a trend. Go to littlemurders.bandcamp.com and get some stuff. Pick up some nice music for yourself. You've been very good. You deserve it. Alexgreenonline.com is where you need to go to find out what's happening with me. Uh, Not a lot right now, but in 2023, get ready. New book, bunch of readings, uh, touring. Yeah, I'll be doing some readings at – at places that are far from my home. And I will let you know where those places are. It's all tentative right now, but we are firming it up. So I will let you know as soon as I have tour dates. The book is out in May, so, you know, it'll be a summer kind of thing. But there's nothing wrong in the cold months of uh, pre-winter to start fantasizing about the summer. You know, things are going to do when it's hot. And if you know me, I run cold, so I can't wait. I am still on Twitter. I don't know how much longer. Elon Musk freaks me out, but I am still there, at Ember's Editor or on Instagram. Please follow me there uh, because that's so much better, Uh, (laughs) owned by Mark Zuckerberg, who really is uh, nothing like Elon Musk at all. He is uh, the complete opposite, right? Jeez, we have some weird choices we got to make. At Ember's Podcast, email me. They're both terrible, I know. Email me. That's the safer way to do it. Editor at StereoEmbersMagazine.com com don't forget bombshellradio.com is where you need to go to find out what's happening with our radio station and what makes us tick will all reveal itself to you when you go to our site stereo embers the podcast is available on all podcast platforms go to the one that you use subscribe tell a friend rate and review i think that's about it what more can i ask of you let's close the show with a longer listen to the brand new single from the little murders wait till the summer comes enjoy it and thank you as always for listening To Stereo Embers the Podcast, only right here on Bombshell
2: Radio.